we respond to your invitation was just up there and at the end Jesus paid it all respond to an invitation on this Saturday which is the 20th of June there's some people who haven't heard an invitation they haven't had one yet so they can't respond so how can anyone go unless they're sent and how can uh, anyone hear unless they're told and that's what outreach is about so this Saturday there's going to be an outreach and as we've enjoyed the company of Jesus around his table picture empty chairs that could have been filled if they heard an invitation that they were welcome that they were invited to this wonderful banquet to come before the King of Kings and to know that there's something great and that's what the out outreach is it's to share something good that we know is the truth to those who are needy, who are down, out, outcast, depressed, the up and outs and the down and outs, the ones who think they got it and the ones who know they ain't got it. And outreach. At the end of the meeting tonight, if anyone wants to come and really, you know, it's a response to all, try and make it. I just urge you because it's going to be something, not only for people out there, but something inside of us grows and matures. There's something that God wants to do as we release what we've received from him. Amen, church. And then, on the 5th of July, Sunday morning service, there's going to be a nosh. <laughs> there's going to be a bit of an abash, ain't it? But there's going to be some nosh. We're going to have a service. And it's going to be outside. And the weather's going to be good, amen? amen. And give your names to Tracy about the food. Tracy's opened ears. She's got a pen ready. This is Tracy. If you want to stand up. For <laughs> but yeah, give your name to Tracy. Amen. Praise God. We've got something to talk about. We've got something to boast about. It's good news. And that's what the gospel's called. Good news. I'll put that there a bit. Hallelujah. I must admit that communion was great. It was good, weren't it? God, he's good, you know. He's better than we realise. So you could have your watch just uh, put here because I'll talk all night. <laughs> okay, hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. Praise you. Hallelujah. Dad, Father, we thank you for the privilege to just come into your presence and to know that all guilt and shame has been dealt with. We're not trying to work something up. We're not trying to get ourselves better because it's a waste of time anyway. But we've just said through the communion, it's only through the blood. By your blood, we enter into your presence. We are accepted in the beloved Jesus and we are welcomed by you. Thank you, Lord, that knowing you is easy and light. It's not about trying to be, but it's, Lord, allowing who we are to become. Father, we just give you praise in the wonderful name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. The title of this tape, if there's going to be a title, some people like titles, don't they? But oh, what comes to me, it's this one thing. This one thing. This one thing. Hallelujah. When you know God and you know his will for your life, there's nothing more fulfilling. When you know God and you know his will for your life, there's nothing more fulfilling. There's nothing more joyful. There's nothing more satisfying. It's great to know that I'm in the will of God. And yet I meet a lot of people and those who are Bible-believing people. And I've, and I've known them for years. And they still scratch their head and they say, you know, I'm not sure if I should be there. 
I'm not sure if I should be here. I'm not sure if I should go there. I'm not sure what God's doing in my life. God has given us a relationship with himself. He wants a relationship with us. And unfortunately, religion has a big part to play in making it seem a structured thing that God is aloof, is abstract, and you can't know him. You can't know God's ways. Because, after all, in Isaiah 55, 8, what does it say? Hallelujah. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways, says the Lord. For as high as the heavens are than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You can't know God. God is totally off the planet. <laughs> He's not like us. You can't know God. So how can I know God's plans for my life? If his thoughts are different to him, to me. But look at 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 12. 1 Corinthians 2. Hallelujah. There's something about pages that turn, ain't it? Hallelujah. 2, 9 to 12. And when you want one Corinthians, you always get two Corinthians, don't you? You know, you think, what's that doing there? He <laughs> weren't there this morning. <laughs> oh, one Corinthians, two. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, But as it is written, eyes has not seen, nor ears heard, nor has entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Carry on reading. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Yes, the deep things of God. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know, know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Underline the word no. Underline the word spirit. And we just heard God's ways are not our ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. But this in the New Testament and in the New Testament perception is that God has given us a new spirit. God is spirit and he communicates with us by his spirit. The qualification in God to reveal his plans to you is to be born again. You've got to be born again. You've got to, have a new, you've got to be born from above. And born again is having your spirit awakened to God, a new spirit, and God joins his spirit to our spirit. God's primary will, primarily will, or first and foremost, First and foremost, his will is to know him. God is passionate. God isn't someone who is aloof and stone. And I used to think God is there, but how can you know him? And the greatest thing that happened to me is to think and to experience this invisible God has made himself real by his spirit. We've just heard about the spirit. But we have the Spirit of God inside of us. So that means we can know Him. It's a matter, you see, it's a matter of being rather than doing, going and getting. I'll explain that, but I'll say it again before I do. It's a matter of being rather than doing, going and getting. It's a matter of being. We're called human beings, aren't we? We're called human doings. No? Human beings. But we do things. But first and foremost, we're human beings. And I think this is where the problem lies. That we've forgotten how to be the being 
And sometimes we get busy doing, 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 going here, getting there, getting this, getting that, and we've missed it. We miss it. Because God wants a relationship. God wants intimacy. God wants something intimate that all your being, all your doing, all your going and getting comes from this relationship. Amen. Does that sound good? So you can't fulfill the will of God independent of a, of a relationship with Jesus. It's impossible. You can't fulfill it. You've got to have a relationship. And that isn't to say you've got to have a relationship, but it's essential because God loves you that much. Jesus says, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the light. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he's the, the link. Colossians 1 9. And I remember when I was born again, man, that really moved me to know that I'm united with God and I've got a relationship with him. Colossians 1 9. For this reason we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to us that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Filled with the knowledge of his will. So in order to know someone, you've got to have a knowledge about them. You've got to have some knowledge about the person. And Paul was praying for the church that they would have a knowledge and an understanding of his will. You know, we can understand God. We can understand God because he's filled us with his spirit. And the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. And he reveals them to you. I think that's amazing. But you know, that's just going over our heads sometimes. But thinking about it, God's Spirit is in you and He reveals Himself in you. You don't have to go here. You don't have to go there. You're a being in you. It's amazing. Man, that is... Oh, man, that's, that, that is... You just had a nugget there. That is something you're going to look at. Wow, that is awesome. Filled with the knowledge of His will. See, if God's will was... Un untainable why would Paul pray to the people to understand what is the will of God what's the will if it was untainable what's he praying for it's a waste of time but he's praying somewhere because he says you know you can know the will of God it's possible Ephesians 5.15 you can know the will of God you can know the will of God wherever you work you can know the will of God wherever you live. You can know the will of God right now. You can know the will of God. And that excites me to think God lives in there. God in the flesh. In this flesh. In John Cole. Ephesians 5.15 See that you walk circumspectively or carefully. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So walk wise. Walk wise. Not as fools or unwise. He says, because the days are evil. And I'd say a wonderful thing God has given us, whether you're rich or whether you're poor, you can use it or abuse it, is time. Yeah. The days are evil. And there's so much on the billboard, there's so much on the telly, there's so much when you plug in. What you listen to is baiting for something that's going to spoil your walk. He's baiting to take you out. Because what God has given you is great. He's something good. Redeem the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We've got to understand what the will of the Lord is. God wants to show his will 
personally, tailor-made, not off the rack, that we're imitating someone else, but this is style that comes from heaven, and God says, this is personally made for you. This is made for you. This is made for you, Lee. Not off the rack. You ain't going to be like me. You ain't going to be like Sid or Denise. This is you, and I want you to know my will for you. You can know it. And put your name there, just as I was speaking to Lynn, it's the same. Praise God. God speaks. And it says, God's word says, speak to yourself in songs, hymns, spiritual songs, and making melody to the Lord. That's in 19. Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You know, some people say they know the Lord. They say, I know the Lord, and you never hear them. You never see them smile, or you hardly see them smile. You never see them sing. There's nothing, anything wrong. This is going to take more faith to me to believe that person knows the Lord. But God, there's an evidence. It should be spontaneous. Something happens. God in me and something happens and then you want to speak you want to sing you want to share it's about intimacy the primarily thing that God wants is more about you being than you doing, going or getting I've said it again on purpose this one thing Luke 10 in Luke 10 I love this because this is, remember the Father is divine. Luke 10. Intimacy, relationship, all these words. They just conjure up a reality of life to me because they are life okay in Luke 10 sorry about that it's not Luke 10 I don't know why I read that sorry about that I think it's John 10 it's about Jesus being divine. John 15. That's it, I knew it was somewhere. God is so good, isn't it? John 15. Remember, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. So I say he's the true vine and his father is the true dresser. And if you look at John 15, 4, it says, Abide in me and I in you. And as the branch cannot bear fruit on itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Abide means to stay, to remain and don't go away. To stay to wait, don't go away, don't go away, don't leave. He says, remain in me, and my words abide in you. And nine, it says, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you, abide in my love. That's powerful, ain't it? As God loves Jesus, Jesus says, I love you the way God loves me. <laughs> That's powerful, that is. That is powerful. If you keep my commandments or my words, if you keep my words, if you keep my words, you will abide in my love just as, I've, just as I have kept my Father's words. And then he says, ask whatever you want, and you're going to get it. Ask what you want, and you're going to get it. 
I want to win the lottery. <laughs> Is that right? He just says that, didn't he? He just said you can ask and you can get it. But no, you know what? When you abide in him, what God does, he does something wonderful. He's going to bring a transformation to your desires. There's things that you love now as a Christian that before you was born again, you didn't love because there's a transformation that has happened on the other side. There's things that you like now that you didn't like before because a transformation has happened on the inside and that's why it's so important that we remain and we stay in Jesus. Jesus says, without me you can do nothing. And I used to think, well, that's a bit strong. Eh? I can do some things without him. But he says, you can't, literally, we can't do anything that's going to be of any value or beneficial. We can do things, but they don't, they're not going to be of any value. Remember, he says, redeem the times for their evil. We live in a sinful world. So we can do loads of things. But he says, be careful how you walk. Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. And in verse 16 it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. He chose us and picked us and appointed us. Appointed, anointed. He filled us. But this all happens with abiding, remaining and knowing him. If any man is in Christ, is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5.17 You're a new creation. Colossians 2.2 2, It talks about all the treasures and wisdom are in Christ. All the treasures and wisdom are in Christ. I'm just, I'm, you know, just thinking about it now. We've got to read that. There's maybe someday that you've probably never, you've probably never heard this about all the treasures and wisdom being in a person. Colossians 2.2 2. For I want you to know what great conflict I have for you and those. Forget that one, it's the next one. Colossians 2.2 2. That their hearts may be encouraged, knitted together in love, and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures and wisdom and knowledge. Praise God. In Christ are hidden all the treasures, wisdom, not some, all the treasures, wisdom, and knowledge. And if you look at Colossians 1:27, to them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Get wait for it, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hang on, all the riches of treasures and knowledge are in Christ. And now he's telling me. That Christ is in me, the hope of glory. So that means I've got all riches, wisdom and knowledge and understanding. I've got it. So therefore I can know God's will. I don't have to wonder what God's will is for my life. Man, is that the time? That's gone quick. Praise God. So where are God's riches? Where are God's riches? His knowledge. And his understanding. They're in us. They're in us. I don't have to go here. I don't have to go there. I've just got to remain in him. Psalms 37.4. He says, delight yourself in the Lord. Hang on. It says, but I've got on my side notes. Delight yourself in going to church. Delight yourself in doing good things. Delight yourself in helping the old lady across the road. Delight yourself in doing good and people seeing you and pat you on the back. Delight yourself in doing things that are good things. 
It doesn't say that. You know what happens? This is what I'm talking about remaining, abiding, staying. We come to Jesus and we receive his love. We receive his love. We experience his joy. We experience his peace. And then we put Jesus aside. And we start doing things. We start doing things, good things. Witnessing. Preaching. Teaching. We do loads of things and they're good. But we delight ourselves in witnessing. We delight ourselves in teaching. We delight ourselves in preaching. But we don't spend time with Jesus. We don't. I'm not saying every, everyone, but this is what can happen. This one thing, and you're going to know what this one thing is, because these things that are good, that God wants to give us, we've already got. We've already got. But God is more interested in a relationship than he is you doing something for him. If you was on a desert island, you have no one to witness to, no one to preach to, no books to write, would you be depressed? Or would you say, well, God's with me. You've got a relationship. And that's what God wants first and foremost. Because he knows if you've got a relationship with him, the witnessing, the teaching, the preaching, the doing good comes after. That will come. Because once you delight yourself in the Lord, shall we read that? Psalms 37. Okay, Psalms 37. You've got the privilege of seeing it and I haven't. Sorry? <laughs> no, I don't want to turn my back to you. I don't want to turn. Psalms 37. <laughs> Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord, trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as light, and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his ways, because of man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. That is a powerful, powerful scripture. They're all powerful, but there's, if we look at this now, let's break it down. Delight yourself in going to church. Delight yourself in doing good. No. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. And all those things that are good will automatically happen. They will. Do not get caught up with doing over being. Having a relationship with God. And it's so easy to get caught up because we're doing good things, but yet we're missing it. God wants you to do good things, but let's get them right first. He wants a relationship. John 17, 3, and this is eternal life, to know God and Jesus whom we have sent. What is eternal life? Eternal life is a relationship. It's not you doing stuff. It's a relationship. Amen. But uh, from having that relationship comes... The doing. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to him. And he shall bring it to pass. You know, I'm not there to big up myself and get promotion. It says humble yourself. Because promotion comes from God. I don't have to suck up to anyone. Because I know if I do this, I'm going to get in with the boss. God says, you don't suck up to no one. You delight yourself in me. And I'll bring it to pass. And that's the world does that. They suck up to people because they say, if I don't do this, or if I don't do this, which they know is wrong, that door ain't going to open for me. This world is evil, it's sinful. He says, walk, be careful how you walk. Delight yourself in the Lord. Make songs. Praise Him. Keep your eyes on Him. Commit your ways to Him, and He will bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass. That's a promise. And then in verse 6 it says, Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently. Hebrews 6.12 says, By faith 
and patience, we inherit the promises of God. Rest in the Lord. Remember Jesus says, abide in me. That's what he's on about, rest in me. Rest in me, stay, don't go away. And this is what we do, we go away and it's very easy to go away. We can come to church and still miss that rest. We can read our Bibles and still miss the rest because it becomes a duty rather than a freedom. God hasn't brought us into a religion but a relationship. And sometimes when, not sometimes, all the time, when we come away from the being in Jesus and abiding in him, it becomes work modification. And we get our pleasure from what we're doing rather than our being with Jesus. Your pleasure should never be in your preaching, in what you do. It should never be in your job. We get pleasure from it. It should be in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. And I tell you, everything, and you'll have pleasure when you teach, when you preach, when you're witnessing. Amen. Amen. It's the truth. The desires that come out of a delighted heart are from God. Because it says in Philippines that God has put them in us and he's going to work them out through us. He's put them desires in there. But if you're not having a relationship with him, you're not going to know them. And when you do things, you're going to do them by the sweat of your brow, by your efforts. Because I know that Jesus says, come to me. Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28. All who are heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Lord, this don't feel easy to me. This don't feel light to me. He says, well, you haven't come to me. There was a time when you did come to me, but now you think, okay, I've got it from here, Lord. I can preach. I can teach. I've got the gift of the gap. I don't need it. I don't need to spend time with you, Lord. I don't need it. How do we? We do need it. This one thing we've got to keep doing, and we're going to get there because we've got 10 minutes. What is that one thing, John? We're already talking about it. Delight ourselves in him. He says, fret not. Don't worry. Don't get stressed out. See, when we try and open something and make it happen, what comes in when we're not seeing it? We start fretting and we worry. And then he talks about seeing the wicked prosper and we get angry. And you know what happens when you get angry about people prospering? You think they don't deserve that. You get angry in your heart and you know what? You, divide the, you divert the anger towards God. Well, I'm a Christian, I'm, a, I'm your child, and look at me. They've got a better job than me. They've got that. They've got a car. They've got, and I ain't got this. What about the waiting? What about the resting? What about the delighting? What about the not worrying? And the fact you're doing all in that. You're being impatient. You're trying to make the door open. You're trying to open the door instead of me opening it for you. Can you see what happens when you come out of a relationship? You start thinking you can do this. And when you can't do it, you blame God because it hasn't happened. And he's given us the blueprint of how to make it work. Fret not. Don't worry. Don't get stressed out. See, there's a rest to your faith when you're really trusting in God. Did you hear that? There's a rest in faith when you're trusting in God, even when the signs are contradicting what should happen right now. In your circumstances, they're contradicting to what you think should happen. But if you get this one thing, all the wisdom and the knowledge, everything that God has for you has been downloaded in your heart. They're not behind you. They're not in front of you. They're in you. They're in me. The branch cannot do nothing without the vine. We're trying to be branches and come away from the vine. Remain in me. That sap of life come through. And it's going to be easy and light and people are going to see it.
We want utter fret. When we yield to God, our minds are getting renewed. It gets easy and God's change will happen on the inside. We're not trying to change. It will happen because we're abiding in him. We're resting in him. We're not being anxious. We're not getting stressed out. But we're basing our faith on his promises. See, a lot of people miss it because they want the benefits of the kingdom of heaven, but they really don't want an intimate relationship with God. Did you hear that? A lot of people miss it because they want the benefits of the kingdom. I'm talking about Christians now. But they don't want a relationship with Jesus. They don't want to re remain. They don't want to spend time in his presence. They don't want to hear his voice. Maybe that's strong. Maybe that sounds strong. But we're dealing with the flesh here. We're dealing with something that if we haven't got an understanding that this one thing that God wants, we're going to miss it all. I've got five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> okay. Luke 10, 38, 42. I'm going to wrap it up here. Oh, Jesus is so good, isn't it? And even when I don't feel like I want to spend time with him, do it. Because your feelings and your body, right now, John, it isn't saved. <laughs> Are you surprised there? But I thought I was saved, yeah. It isn't saved. Anyway, I'm diverting now, son. What did I say to see if you're awake? Praise God. Now it happened as they went that he entered. We're talking about Jesus and his disciples. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him in her house. And she, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet, underlined, sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words, underlined all that, <laughs> that's good, and heard his words. He sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. Listen to this. But, Mar but Martha was distracted. Martha was distracted with much serving, with much doing. We're much going, we're much getting. And she approached him and says, this is, she approached Jesus and this is what she says, Lord, don't you care that my sister left me to serve alone? Don't you care? Therefore, tell her to help me. Now, if this wasn't in the Bible and he was reading this, I think we'd say, you know, he's right. She's sitting there. That one's biting hand and foot on all them. And there's a load of disciples got to be there. And, they, and they've got to be fed. And she's just sitting there at Jesus' feet. And look at poor Martha walking around like an headless chicken, going in there. You can see the sweat dripping off her face as she's coming in and out that kitchen, putting food on the table. And each time she comes, she's looking at Jesus. And then she go back and she's looking. And she, and she was distracted. Then she looked and she said, Don't you care? Don't you care? That my sister has left me to serve alone. Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and says to her, I love this, the way he says it, Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing, this one thing, we got there. This one thing, 
Not these two, these three, but this one thing. But this one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen the good part. Which will not be taken away from her. Mary has chosen the good part which will not be taken away from her. Hallelujah. Mary at the feet of Jesus was hearing God's word. If you hear my commandments and keep them, you will bear much fruit. She was hearing his words. Martha was working and doing and trying and getting, trying to get Jesus' attention, his favour. Martha was distracted with much serving. See, it's nothing wrong with serving. Nothing wrong with doing. That comes after your being, your knowing. You know who you are and you know who you serve. You're delighting yourself in the Lord. Mary was delighting herself off every word that come from Jesus' mouth. She was at his feet. She says, Lord, don't you care? Verse 41, this one thing is needed, the good part is knowing God, loving God and hearing God. For this is eternal life, that we might know him. Paul says that I might know him. It's about a relationship. It's always been about a relationship. We don't sit there all the time, of course not. Mary ain't going to sit there all the time. Because as she's sitting there, there's going to be a desire of an explosion of what she's receiving that's going to be, like Paul says, I'm compelled to witness, I'm compelled to tell you, I'm compelled. Because Paul knew what it was to be forgiven. And it says he's forgiven much, loves much. See, we've got to always keep coming back to this one thing Jesus says that's needed. It's being a new creation, not doing a new creation. It's being light, not trying to be light. It's being salt of the earth. It's being a witness. It's being a blessing. Where you are. If you're a mechanic. But that's my desire to be a mechanic. Now this might sound strange, what I'm going to say. But God ain't really hooked up as much about you being a, a mechanic, a doctor, a nurse, a politician, as much as he is about you being a new creation. Amen. If you're a mechanic under the hood, God wants to know that you're a new creation that comes back up and you let the light shine, you let the salt of the earth shine out of you. Where you are, where God places you, he wants to see new creation coming out. Because otherwise you're just doing it yourself you've opened the door and you've tried to make yourself without having a relationship with God it becomes that place you don't have to go here you don't have to go there but I'll tell you Paul says whether I've got a lot whether I've got a little whether I ain't got or I ain't got he says I've learned to be content because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me if he didn't have Christ in him when he didn't have, he'd be moaning. When he, things didn't open and people were aggravating him, you think God's grace would be enough for him? No, it wouldn't be enough because he hasn't sat at Jesus' feet. The one thing that Paul had was relationship, intimacy. And the one thing that we've got to keep coming back to, and the longer and longer you become a Christian, the more dangerous it can be that we abuse it is the one thing of the relationship with Jesus. Because there's some things that we've done that much, we can just roll them off without the anointing. Without God coming to church, if God didn't show up, would we miss him? Or would we think he's here? Will we still go on about the same things? But when you've got a relationship, and God went there, you know. 
Not Mary, you know that Jesus got up and left the room. Martha probably wouldn't know. <laughs> She's too busy doing her own thing. <laughs> but Mary would have known because she was at his feet. And we are only as good as our feet as we're at the feet of Jesus. He's our life. In him we live and breathe and have our being. If we get this one thing right, the working, the doing, and the going, and the getting falls into place. Jesus says, seek the kingdom and all these things will automatically be added to you. You don't have to get them. But I want you to know that the primary thing that God wants is you being rather than you doing. And when you've got the being right, the doing automatically comes into place. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks, Sid. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to close in prayer. Um, Let's just close our eyes and not think about anyone on our right or our left. Um, I'm sure that what we've just heard has been an encouragement to us and a motivation and a determination Hallelujah. for every single one of us. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, at your feet, Lord. To get up close and personal to build on our relationship with him. Mm. Amen. Amen. And know that when I've spent some time and spoke to him and listened to him, it's not just me speaking, mm. but it's me hearing his voice back to me. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's not a monologue, but there's dialogue taking place. That's right. And Father, we thank you that all things do seem to work together. Yeah, amen. We step out of our busy, our busy day, I think we have that time mm. because of all the things that we've slotted in place that we need to do. Yet we stop them and we just sit down quietly out of the way. Enjoy you. Make ourselves aware of your love and life in us. Thank you, Jesus. Towards us. Thank you, Father. And respond to you and with a big thank you of appreciation. Mm -hmm. Oh, we love you, Lord. Then the things and the hurdles of the things of the day do seem to clear away much more easier. That's right. Instead of looking for a person and trying to find him, you cross paths with that person. Mm. Things work together all the time. That's right. So much better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's because we give you your rightful place, Lord. Father, forgive We thank you for what we've heard, Father. Lord, we thank you that we will find that place to come close mm. and be at your feet, to be in your word to be contemplating or meditating on mm. your life and love for us. That's right, hallelujah. As we walk mm. our daily walk and do the things that have to be done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank hallelujah. You. Amen. We give you glory, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you glory, Lord. And as we focus on you and your supply, that you are 
wisdom. Yeah. All and everything to do with knowledge and wisdom is in mm. you. Amen. Therefore, in us. Lord, we pray for this child who's not very well. Who Mark's mentioned. Yes. And Lord, we Lord speak. Thank you, Lord, for the past. And then you Lord, we send a word, your word, to be a part and around him. We command angels to be about this child. And that he be settled and stabilised, whatever it takes, Lord God, to take the emergency out of this situation. And for healing to come. And for every single person that's here today, Lord. Mm. We're not looking outward to you, Father. We're oh, looking glory, inward. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we're concentrating on God in us, mm. the hope of glory. Mm. God in us, who has all wisdom and yes. knowledge. Yes. God in us, who's the healer mm. and the deliverer yes. and saviour and messiah. The God in us who's our peace oh. and our comfort. The God in us who has given us a hope and a future that we have been made alive. Lord, we thank you. And we do want to know you more. Mm. We do want to know you more. Know you better. Hallelujah. We do, Lord. We do, Lord. I want to be able to hear you minister to us and communicate with us mm. clearer, clearer. Mm. Lord, we want to be sensitive to your voice and your direction in the days and the weeks ahead. Father, we thank you for your love. Oh, yes, for your life Hallelujah. for your purpose thank you, thank that's you, in thank us you. and on us mm. on this body of people this church and the work that takes place in the trust Lord God that we hear mm. your voice and see your purpose outworked in the residents and the community that's all around us yes, Lord. we thank you Lord because we have had our eyes opened and we know you. Mm, amen. Amen. We want to know you more. Yes. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lewis. Yeah, Mark, I'll go to the road.